Hello, everybody. It's time again for another Sam and the Big Man podcast. Looking at AFL Sydney. Without any further ado, the Chief is here. Hello, Sam. How are you? Oh, David, it's great to be with you today. And a chance to chat AFL Sydney footy. And we get to look at a broad range of competitions, obviously with a, a bit of a stagnated start to our season uh, with a bit of wet weather. But we've been able to get footy played, all competitions over the last couple of weekends, four rounds of footy for, for Prem's. Uh, which was a great result, and a lot of um, a lot of thanks must go to the clubs out there for their willingness and flexibility. But it's brewing to be back, and and excited to be with you, David. It's been an enthralling start to the season. Some fantastic results, uh, some surprise results, but but overall, just brilliant to have footy back. So just a bit of an intro for you, everybody. We're going to be looking at the Premier Division men's and women's, Platinum men's, the 19s Division One, the women's Division One. We're going to have a bit of a preview um, coming into the Premier Division this weekend and Platinum Men's. And we've got a special guest today, the president of the Camden Cats, Stuart Farnell, um, who we'll be speaking to very shortly. Without any further ado, I'm going to hand over to Sam. Sam, there's been some great results, a draw on the weekend. And unbelievable. you might as well use that as a segue to go in. Two teams having draws in consecutive years in the same game. It's quite remarkable. Over to you, Sam, to first of all look at Premier Division Men's and Women's. That was an amazing result, and and it happened. Interestingly enough, it, it's happened in back-to-back seasons for these two clubs. So, Sydney Uni in, in Inner West, despite uh, different grounds for the two buys. Obviously, last year happening out at uh, University Oval, and uh, and and this year happening at a uh, pretty soggy picking. It must be said out there on Saturday, but uh, it was a it was a draw. And it, look, it's a it's a big day too for those two clubs. Peter Ramos Carp, obviously a. Uh, a name synonymous with both clubs and you know I think Inner West will probably be kicking themselves David they had a had a bit of a lead in this one and Sydney Uni managed to um, almost get over the top which has almost become Sydney Uni's MO this year you know we saw it out at uh, Gore Hill a few weeks ago where they put on a you know a clinical display against North Shore in the last quarter to come over the top of them as well but that was an incredible result out there and to see you know another draw between those two clubs even more amazing but that was certainly a, a result that everyone was keeping their their eyes on. The other ones just to point to across the weekend, uh, another club that managed to come from behind, Pennant Hills came over the top of UTS out at uh, Mike Kenny Oval on Saturday as well in a contest that, you know, showed that UTS are a team and a force to be reckoned with. They had, um, you know, to their own admission, a really disappointing result um, in round three against UNSW, but they came back with a pretty strong performance, although getting overrun uh, by the Demons. That's, you know, a pretty good sign um, for Kyle Emery and, and his and his bats out there. So that was an interesting result. But if we cast our eye to the ladder in the Premier Division competition at the moment, it is interesting viewing. We've got, you know, some Certainly of the is. perennial powerhouses sitting at the top. So UNSW currently undefeated. Look, largely off the back of just some superior forward play by Kieran Emery this season. He's actually leading the goal kicking at the moment with 17 goals. Um, so UNSW sitting on top. They're four from four, percentage of 203. North Shore. Um, now, interestingly enough, David, and the game that you and Lucas called a few weeks ago, lost their first match in the home and away season. And in recent memory, it must be said, they got knocked off, obviously, by Sydney Uni. So North Shore currently sitting in second, two and one. Pennant Hills also two and one. Uh, North Shore with a with a stronger percentage there. Sydney Uni sitting in fourth. 
Uh, also now obviously 2-1 and a draw. So sitting on 10 points. The Bats with two wins and two losses, percentage of 97. Inner West, who despite the fact that they're sitting sixth at the moment with six points, so one win, two losses and a draw, have actually had some really imposing form over the last couple of weeks. They um, obviously played incredibly well, but got beaten by UNSW at Henson. They were too strong for Pennant Hills on Anzac Day, and then they've drawn Sydney Uni. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier for the for the Magpies because they'll come up against uh, North Shore at Gore Hill this weekend. And then St. George uh, sitting with one win from three matches. Uh, Manly the same. Um, and then East Coast yet to register a victory this season. So that's how we look in Premier Division men's. Interested to get your thoughts, David, having been out there calling these games this season. How's the men's Prems looking for you? I'm really looking forward to see UTS this weekend, to be quite honest, to see where they're at against Manly. Sam, I think that three or four spots in the top five might be set, and I, I really do. And I think that five, six, and seven are going to be very interesting. Inner West were very, very impressive against Pennant Hills on Anzac Day. They backed it up against Sydney Uni, although they took the foot off the pedal in the last quarter, and it's cost them two points. Um uh, North Shore will be kicking themselves at having got resolved by Sydney Uni, but I think that they'll and they were they were solid against East Coast in the weekend out at, at, a, at a rather damp uh, Cambridge, but they did the business. Yeah, look at the moment, New, New South Wales uh, Eastern Suburbs University, New South Wales Eastern Suburbs are the other litmus test for everybody. Um, but no, it's it's going along okay. Um, you wonder whether uh, what Pennant Hills felt after Anzac Day, Sam. I would have thought they were a bit deflated. I thought that. Inner West ran over the top of them, and I don't think that's would have sat well within the higher echelons at Penadils Football Club. So, now look, looking forward, as I said, we're at Weldon Oval this week. Can't wait for that, um, to be quite honest. And um, interesting little quirk in the, in, the, in the ladder there is that Sydney Uni's got more points than Pennant Hills, but on match ratio, uh, they're, they're in fourth position. So, no, really, really interesting. Um, you know, basically just under a quarter of the way through the season, Sam. Absolutely. And that is a different element that people out there looking at the ladder need to obviously be aware of as we move through a season where there is a buy in the competition that, that you know, match ratio will come into play um, whenever there are uneven matches. So, yep, really good point there, David, for the for the listeners and the viewers to, to take a look at. Just quickly at the goal kicking, as mentioned, Kieran Emery's leading it at 17. He's clear. Uh, ben Zoppo, who kicked seven in round two, is on 10. Theo Moratis from Pennant Hills also on 10. Noah Casolini, who, you know, was in... Uh, in control of the goal kicking, it must be said, last year when the season was cancelled on nine. Uh, some other familiar names. Isaac Hughes obviously got called up to the Swans reserves after round one. He's on nine goals as well. So that's the men's. If we cast our eye across the women's competition and the results on the weekend, Inner West, well, they've taken everything before them and they, they were incredibly impressive against Sydney Uni um, on the weekend, winning 10-3-63 to 2-2-14. Other matches, look, despite the fact that UNSW Eastern Suburbs of, you know, a one and three, I think their women's program's well improved. Um, at the Bulldogs, they went down to a very strong manly team at Henson. Uh, good to see the Bats get a win against Pennant Hills uh, on the lower over there at Mike Kenny. Also, same could be said for, for Macquarie University. They got a win as well against Southern Power yeah. and East Coast to have been a dominant force in women's prem. Um, if when we look at the ladder, got a win as well. So East Coast and Inner West both undefeated at the top of the ladder. Manly have lost the one game. They're sitting in third on 12 points. And then North Shore, Sydney Union, Pennant Hills all on two wins, followed by UNSW, UTS, Macquarie Union on one win and Southern Power yet to get off the mark for this particular season. East Coast were a very impressive outfit 
uh, last week, Sam, that we were most impressed with them. When Riley McGartland just decided to turn it on, it was they were hard to stop. And I note that in broadcast in a couple of weeks, we've got East Coast and Inner West, which will be fantastic to watch that. But um, those top three sides are very, very good. Um, the others, the other sides at four, five, and six have been impressive. It's great to see Macquarie Uni get a good win up. And again, this week, it'll be terrific to watch Manly and, and UTS go at it over there at World Noble in the 12.30 game. But uh, yeah, East Coast Union West already established themselves as the, the teams to be watched and reckoned with in this competition with Manly snapping at the heel, Sam. Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned it already, but Riley McGartland's on top of the goal kicking with 17 goals from the four matches, followed up by Gillian Bean, who's a goal kicking machine on 14 and Holly Graham from Manly's on nine. Now, obviously, we're going to have a chat to Stu Funnell, the president of the Camden Cats soon. And that's a, a timely uh, call for us to just cast our eye across the platinum competition as well um, as part of this podcast today. So if we have a quick look at, at platinum from the weekend, um, Stu's Cats had a really impressive win against the perennial powerhouse uh, in the platinum competition, knocking off uh, the Penrith Rams. So 10-5-65 to the Cats to 8-5-53 Penrith. Southern Power, again, another club who's been, you know, in the last couple of grand finals that have been played, they were too strong from Macquarie University who were going through a bit of a rebuild at the moment. Nice to see the Tigers pick up a win over the Saints um, at Marnie and the Southwest Sydney Blues as well, picking up a pretty solid win against the Parramatta Goanna team out at Rosedale. So if we look at the ladder quickly for Platinum, um, a couple of well, three undefeated teams sitting at the top of the ladder, and it's a really good opportunity to have to, to check in in Camden shortly. But Southern Power, Southwest Sydney Blues, and the Camden Cats all undefeated. Um, one win for the Balmain Tigers, and then a couple of draws here for Penrith Rams and Macquarie Uni, who played each other in round one, and then the Goannas and the Ramwick City Saints yet to get off the mark for this season. In terms of wins, looking at the goals, uh, Daniel Balderstrom from the Southwest Sydney Blues is on top with six goals. Obviously, only two matches played in this competition. Uh, Mark Williams from Macquarie Uni with five. Benjamin Rogers um, from the Goannas on four. And Sam, that's a perfect segue, is it not, to, to uh, bring in our special guest for today? Absolutely is. And welcome, Stu, and it's great to have you on board. Hi, guys. It's uh, great to be uh, on the podcast. I'm a regular listener and uh, obviously been uh, watching your uh, KO um, commentary as well. So, uh, yeah, it's great to be with you today. Thanks for uh, having me along. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, Stu, I've, uh, there was a lot of extraordinary footage um, in Sydney in the last six to eight weeks of flooding and all sorts of things happening. One of the most extraordinary was what happened at your, one of your home grounds at Fairfax Reserve there in an area in Camden that had awful flooding, to be quite frank. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a real credit to everybody that the community is back up and running. How is everybody in the football community after the recent, recent flooding event at, at Fairfax Reserve? Yeah, I mean, obviously, David, as you said, it's a, it was a terrible thing to happen. Um, you know, the local community in Camden was heavily impacted, and I'm sure everyone saw the, the footage on the TV and the photos of, of that. Um, not only did they get that once, but it came back for a second go as well. And, and obviously, in the north, north of uh, New South Wales, it was it was terrible as well. But I think uh, overall, the, the community and, and the clubs are doing pretty well, all things considered. Uh, obviously, the flood waters have receded, and um, things that are getting back to normal. Um, you know, we're obviously thinking of our, our friends over at the Hawkesbury Jets who also went through a really tough time with, with some of the flooding as well. Um, yeah, Fairfax Reserve 
was probably inundated with water more than I think a lot of us have seen for a long time. The whole ground was about four feet underwater um, and also our, our change rooms were about two foot underwater. So certainly really significant rains. And for those that have been to Fairfax Reserve, you obviously know that we've got a sort of a large uh, pond down one, one of the goal ends. And, and as soon as we get a kind of heavy rain that uh, does overflow into, into the ground and the playground and the tennis courts. So it was all underwater and, and, and a flowing river at one stage, but um, we had some great support. So I guess I wanted to just thank uh, the AFL and, and NAB who were great supporters of us um, you know, during that time. And obviously Camden and Council has done a lot of work uh, for the community and for the club in, in getting things back on track. So um, the playing services recovered relatively well, a little bit soggy on the weekend, like Sam described at um, Picken, but, uh, but yeah, I think everything's going relatively well. Fantastic, dear. How's the club going off the back of a few interrupted seasons and the transition into the Platinum Division in 2022? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, like every every guest you've had so far, you know, the challenges have been numerous over the last couple of years. Obviously, COVID's been talked about a lot, um, but, you know, we forget about the natural disasters like bushfires and floods that, that had an impact to, to us as, as well. Um, for, you know, pre-season camps and, and just training um, during that time. Um, yeah, but obviously, you know, the club trying to establish itself in that higher level Premier Division competition, you know, those things didn't obviously help. And um, we, we really struggled um, to be competitive, I guess, against um, some of the more established clubs like, you know, North Shore and, and the universities, who obviously this season continue to be the benchmark of the comp. Um, so, yeah, obviously making the decision to transition um, to Platinum, you know, it wasn't an easy decision or one we took lightly, but um, certainly in the, in the immediate term, it was, we think it's the best place for us to play our footy and, and really focus on the junior pathway and, and getting a strong foundation to, to hopefully step back up into that in the future. Um, That's great. You know, from, That's great from, from, yeah, from a club perspective, I guess, you know, we kind of look at Clubs like, um, I guess, UNSW, who, you know, obviously top of the ladder in Premier Division, who, you know, really do a good job of bringing their juniors through from, from their eastern, you know, uh, east, eastern Sydney, um, you know, Bulldogs pathway. And, you know, we sort of benchmark against them. And uh, I guess a change that's been made this year is that our, our Camden Cats Junior Clubs actually um, transitioned into being the Cats as well. So we've got Camden Cats um, at the junior level and the senior level. So, that should help, um, you know, with really establishing that strong pathway and, and you know, bringing kids in, uh, boys and girls at a young age, and they can be cats, you know, essentially for, for life and play at the club right through. So, um, you know, that's a really important thing for us. Um, obviously, Western Sydney, um, you know, there's, there's a, a number of, uh, about 30% down in terms of kids playing AFL since COVID hit. So, um, there's obviously a lot of work to do to build, build up those numbers and, and retain kids to the game. Um, and obviously we're up against, you know, soccer and rugby league in Western Sydney who, who continue to be, um, you know, very popular alternatives for, for kids to play, play sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of really exciting things happening this year, obviously, you know, really focused on, on the on-field stuff, but it's our, it's actually our 40th year since the club was established. So 1982 was when the Canada AFL club was first established. So, um, you know, we, we've got some celebrations planned for that um, a little bit later in the season and, We've also got some exciting capital works happening at Fairfax. So we were able to, to get a grant for some new LED uh, floodlighting uh, at the ground. So uh, I guess a big thanks to, to Peter Sigreaves, our local member, and, and obviously Stuart Ayres, the sports minister, for, 
for the grant to make that happen. And um, the AFL, you know, New South Wales ACT infrastructure team has been really, really supportive um, with, with getting that off the ground. Um, so to Sam Thompson and Anthony Brooks, also a shout out to those guys for, for all their support in, in getting the project off the ground. So, yeah, a couple of really exciting things happening uh, this season as well, David. Just briefly, just just a, quick, a supplementary, if you don't mind. You're talking about growth in the area, and we're going to ask a question about juniors. Do you think that the creation of the Aerotropolis will have a flow-on effect for the particularly the juniors, uh, the junior development of the Camden Football Club? Do you think that that's going to create a, such a growth that it's going to be a really positive thing for your football club? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably that Aerotropolis is probably a little bit further down the road, the northern road, um, you know, than, okay. than we'd ideally like it for it to have a, a, a real benefit. It's probably somewhere in between us and, and Penrith. So hopefully there's a benefit for, for both those clubs um, yeah. and, and for some of the other clubs in, in the area. But, you know, it is the, the, you know, still the highest growing area, you know, almost in New South Wales in terms of, you know, that corridor going up. Um, you know, up Camden Valley Way is just continuing to grow the houses and the population. It's continuing to, to go gangbusters. So, and that's going to continue for some time to come. Um, so really, you know, we, we definitely see that there's a, a benefit to that and that and the growth in the population, but you've also got to be able to capitalise on that. It's it's not just that you you put a few AFL posts up and, you know, the, the, the kids will come uh, and they'll stay. Um, you really got to, you know, put the hard yards into, to, you know, make it a, a really exciting uh, option for them to play AFL, that they have fun and enjoy their footy and that they, they want to stay in and they want to play for, for a long time to come. So... Yeah, but there's definitely an opportunity there and um, we, we definitely want to grab it with both hands and we're working really closely with obviously the, the Canada Junior Club in particular, but but all the junior clubs in the region around that. It's great to see the Platinum men's uh, performance in the first year rounds really going gangbusters two from two. How important was the retention of a coach such as Michael Hosking to your men's program, Stuart? Yeah, I mean, it's always great to start a new season with, with some wins and um, you know, great to have some some early early success. Um, obviously, it's been a, a lean couple of years for for the club, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we're we're facing. Um, you know, we've actually faced the top three teams um, from from last season when, when the competition stopped. It was um, you know Southern Power, it was um, you know Parramatta, it was Penrith. Um, you know, in the top three positions, and they're actually the first three teams that we've that we're playing now with two washouts um, in rounds one and two. So certainly starting uh, playing against the I guess the, the benchmark um, clubs and teams. So um, we're certainly enjoying the challenge of that, and and great to I guess have a couple of wins to start. And and this weekend we've got uh, got the third of those being Southern Power. So uh, we know that they're going to be quite formidable, and we're looking forward to to the challenge of of them. But yeah, in terms of Michael Hosking, um, you know, obviously terrific to retain. Uh, Michael is our senior coach. Um, you know, he's such an experienced and, and passionate AFL person. And obviously he's won premierships in the Sydney competition at Premier Division level. So, you know, he definitely knows what it takes to go all the way. Um, but I think he's really brought a level of professionalism and structure to our football program that, you know, was probably lacking previously. Um, so his experience and enthusiasm has just been invaluable. Um, and look, it probably would have been the easy road for Hosco to, to move on after the last couple of lean seasons, but that's just not the kind of person he is. Um, you know, he's really made a strong connection with the club and, and the playing group, and, you know, he really wants the club to be successful, so we're thrilled to have him back at the helm this season. 
It was also great to see the women's side have a, have a good win on Saturday as well, Sure, I'm sure that would have put a lot of smiles on faces at the footy club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, great, great for our women's um, squad and team to have to have a win and um, you know start the season. Um, you know, with obviously uh, a win in round in in the second, um, I guess, competition game. Um, we've got quite a number of new players, um, you know, in that squad this year. So you know, I guess a first win for them, which is always exciting. Um, and a lot of those uh, women's players from from non AFL backgrounds. So really great for them to taste a little bit of success. Um, early in their time playing playing the great game. So, um, yeah, obviously we're, you know, really excited and, and that will provide a big boost for, for them. Um, and obviously for our new women's coach, Steve Edwards, a first win for him as well. So that's great. Any local juniors or new recruits to keep an eye out across the men's and women's program? Here's your opportunity to talk up a few. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I think in our in our women's program, um, you know, there's definitely a couple of local Camden juniors, Chloe Lambert, Charlize Skeins, who's at the GWS Academy. There, there are a couple of um, you know great young players, and uh, we've had a couple of um, I guess their friends join the club um, this season. So uh, I'd say Maggie Higgins and and Gemma Botolio, they're probably the the two sort of new recruits that I'd say are, have really um, you know picked up the AFL ball and and, and really enjoyed. Uh, enjoyed it so far and are playing some great footy. They're both from sort of a soccer background, so um, they're probably a couple to to watch, uh, and they'll just get better and better as as the season goes on and as they get get to play a, a few more games. Um, I guess on the men's side, obviously, you know, we've got our, our 19s side still, so there's a there's a couple of players knocking on the door, but you know, from our you know our time in Premier Division, there was um, there's been a lot of young kids that have come up through the Camden Juniors that are will really benefit from that Premier Division experience, um, you know, going into this season. So uh, players like, you know, Zach Savosnik and Nathan Price and uh, Jed Kiddo and Keegan Paslow, um, Tyler Irwin and Cam Johnston, Josh Edwards, probably to name a few of those guys that have probably been in our program for about three or four years. Um, and then and some of the new 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 kids coming through just in, into the, the senior side. So Riley Frame and Riley Martin are, a couple of um, great young 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 guys and um, uh, Jane and Gilhini, uh, who kicked three goals in the first game of the season, and Blake Siscardo, uh, who's been uh, I guess with the GWS Academy. Um, so they're, they're definitely some of our new up and comers. And and in our 19s, um, you know Zach Tabor and and Lockie, the two Lockies, Lockie McNamara and Lockie Giddens, are definitely knocking on the door. And um, yeah, they're part of our I guess our future as well. Excellent. Would you like to take this chance to mention anyone from the club, volunteers or sponsors, and thank them for their support? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you know, every 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 club, uh, you know, needs those volunteers. They're absolutely the the foundation for for any club, um, and we we're no different at Camden. So, I guess to to the you know the the Edwardses, uh, Steve and, and and Sue, and to the Hunts and the Backs. So, Bell, Adam Hunt, and Warren and Deirdre Back. Those those families have been at Camden for a long time and, and continue to to give give every single Saturday. Um, Greg and Terry Nielsen, who uh, you know, do a bit of work for the AFL timekeeping and doing other things, but they're, they've been with Camden for a long time as well. And obviously our life members, uh, in particular, Ben Ben Wright, who, who you know helps with our umpiring every every weekend. Um, our physio team's amazing at LASP, so Stacey Burke and Jake Lombardo in particular, who head up that team. Um, and, and to our coaches, obviously, Michael Hosking, Dave McCarthy, Ben Robinson and Steve Edwards. Um, they're, they're all fantastic people and do a great job. Um, probably just, if I can, just mention a few of our sponsors. So, 
um, you know, to, to Clint's Toyota, who's our naming rights sponsor. They're obviously been with us for a few years and, and um, been part of the, the MacArthur region for about 50 odd years. So they do some great work in the local community. Um, Abidjan Contracting has been a sponsor of the CATS for about 15 years. And um, to some of our newer uh, sponsors, to, to McLaren Real Estate, TVH, um, LASP and, and West Group MacArthur, um, they're, they're, I guess they, they sort of round out the main sponsors of the club. So uh, they're all um, fantastic sponsors, very loyal, um, and we really appreciate them. Without them, we obviously we can't run run the club. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, the thank yous. I guess I'd probably share with you, David. Sure, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking all things Camden. It really is. It's a very promising start to the season, and given what everyone's been through in March and early April, it's great to see the clubs rebounded well and playing some good football. Uh, Sam and I would like to wish you, the, you and the club, all the very best for the remainder of the season, and hopefully some excellent performances into the final series in the Platinum Division. Thank you again, and I really appreciate your time. Great, thanks, David. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, Joe. All the best this weekend. Thank you. Sam, on to our matches to watch this weekend. And first of all, our broadcast games come from beautiful Weldon Oval over there in Kirkwall on the lovely northern beaches. Uh, Manly and UTS, uh, broadcast times 12.25 for women's and 2.25 for men's on KO and AFL Sportscast. Um, Manly really need a win, don't they, Sam? They need to really put some a performance on the board and they'll, they'll uh, try to do so in front of their beloved uh, home fans over there at Kirkwall. Yeah, it's going to be a really important matchup for these two clubs. And obviously it's going to be great to, uh, to call this one, David. I know we absolutely love getting out to, to Weldon Oval out at Manly. We're incredibly well looked after out there. So thanks to Andrew and the team and Jeff uh, who do such a great job setting us up and putting us in a great position to, to call the footy out there. But you're right. This is a really important game for, for both of these clubs as they, you know, transition through the first, you know, five weeks of the season you've got manly that have, have picked up a win uts have picked up a couple of wins and this is an opportunity for both of these clubs to determine where their season's going to go so both teams will come in with confidence uh, if uts can pick up the win they're going to be really pushing uh the teams towards the bottom of, of the top five which is what they want to do we've spoken to you know um speaking to the uts bats um they're really confident this season. They think they've got a team that can play finals and, and these are the games that they have to win. But it's never easy when you go out to Weldon Oval. They've got some incredibly talented players running around. You know, if we see Zach Yulton out there, Dave, we called him a few a few times last mm -hmm. year. If he's out there playing, um, you know, that Manly's going to be right in it. It's really nice to see, you know, in recent weeks, some some strong performances from Kyle Martin, Um Carl Gabila, who came across from North Shore this year and joined the Wolves, he's had a really strong start to the season, as has Levi Brain, Nicholas Marsh. Um, Campbell Maffee named him the best last week as well, which is good to see. And we know we've got, you know, some really exciting players. Tenzin Tionku, who also has played really well for Manly in recent years. So they've got the players, James Brain. There's a lot of solid names. And again, quite a number of players who have been involved in that team, you know, back when they had success, you know, around about, um, what, eight, eight or so years ago now with the team that won back-to-back -back premierships, Anthony Robertson, um, Hayden Washington. So look, I'd expect Manly to put up a really solid fight in this contest. Um, but the bats themselves have put together, look, a bit of an up and down season, but overall certainly trending in the right direction. They themselves have got a lot of high quality players. Xavier, Xavier Barry Murphy, who's VFL listed, Joshua Lee, who's VFL listed, Kyle Emily, who's the coach, comes from Victoria, played some really good football down there for Vermont and Bayswater. Uh, Michael Hart and, uh, and Billy Kanakis, who we've talked about previously. So uh, both teams are going to this game expecting to win. Uh, and whenever that's the case, you know, it's going to be a really good contest. So 
Can't wait to listen to yourself and Lucas calling this one, David, at uh, 2.30 on Saturday out at Weldon. Oh, look, I can't wait. Forecast on Saturday is cool and breezy and dry and about 19 to 20 degrees, which would be good for football, proper football weather. The other game that we're going to talk about now in Premier Division men's has a huge potential over there on the field turf at Gore Hill, North Shore hosting Inner West. Inner West will, this sort of crowns off a three or four week period where they're really testing themselves against the cream of the crop. They've got North Shore at Gore Hill, uh, Inner West coming off a draw, North Shore uh, uh, coming off a win. This could be an Excellent game of football at Gore Hill, Sam. It really can. And a massive test for Inner West. Let's see where they're at and whether they continue on this uh, period of good, what has actually been pretty good form. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a season, a schedule for a season, you, you see a four-week block that includes UNSW, Pennant Hills on Anzac Day, Sydney Uni, and North Shore, you probably don't expect to come out of it with too many points from, from most teams. But what the Inner West been able to do is they've been able to come out of that the first three of those games with six points uh, and a really solid performance, which almost got their season back on track out there at Henson um, a few weeks ago after what was a you know a pretty disappointing start to the season for them. Yep. Rain affected, it must be admit. They ended up at Gore Hill. Um, played against a, a UTS side that just hit the ground running and, and in some ways embarrassed in the West. And, and they've really, that, there's been a sting in their tail since that, since that. And I've been really impressed with the way they've played. And we've been fortunate to call them a few times in a West. And we've seen the building lists that they've got. And it's not just their experienced players, players like Callum McAvoy Gray, who obviously got injured a few weeks ago, but will no doubt come back in the captain uh, of the team. You know, players like Brandon Lagana, who had previously played largely forward and now transitioned themselves through the middle. A name that you called a lot, David, and we've called a lot. We did on Anzac Day and it's super exciting. Aiden Bremner, um, who's been able to yep. push forward and kick goals. So they've got some really exciting players. Nick Fleming's back from injury. Lucas Lamb uh, missed half the game against UNSW, but he's come back in and provides that run. Another couple of players that, and obviously bit topical here with Stu and but a couple of players that have transitioned across from Camden that are now starting to find their feet in the West in Kel Evans and Kyle Verhughes. So in particular Verhughes who you know played a different role a few weeks ago yes, for in a West. He he played as a second foil to Ben Zoppo as a second key forward, even played through the ruck to give Jamison a bit of a break. Um which was almost a masterstroke, to be honest, against the Demons. That was what turned the game the way um Verhughes played and, and you know and the way Kel Evans was able to get free through the midfield as well. And, and you know, against the Demons, we, we called it quite a few times that, you know, he really was the dominant Ruckman on the field and he was able to, to put it where he needed to put it. And players like Evans and Klempke were able to, were able to sweep off him. But then they've also got that, you know, that really solid defensive unit led by Patrick Wilmot, who was best on ground on Anzac Day and, and thoroughly deserved it. So I would expect that Inner West are going to come to Gore Hill against North Shore with confidence. North Shore, uh, you know, potentially uh, shown that they're beatable where they really haven't been in the last few years in, in the regular season, but they've got so many quality players. Jordan Law was best on last week. Jake Phil wasn't far behind, you know, players like Harry Walker and Jack Campbell have had impressive starts to the year. You know, we know they've got a player like Felix Rogers who can turn a game in about five minutes. Like we saw last year, David against UNSW uh, when he kicked some of the can goals. I, can I just interject there? Harry Walker was outstanding on Saturday in that weather. It was like big, body player, a mid-size, like he's about your height, maybe a touch taller. And he was superb. He got so many touches. And if he can continue that form, he gives them an enormous amount of drive off that half-back and wing area, Sam. 
because they've got the, you're right. And big bodies are so important when it's a bit, you know, a bit wet underfoot. Obviously, won't be as much when they're at, when they're at home, North Shore. But they do have some big bodies. Like Veal's got a big body. Jordan Law's got a size. Josh Rayner's got a big body. So yep. they've got some size, North Shore, and uh, they're probably going to need it because we've talked about within the West and we've called them, you know, players like the Hughes and and um, and Ben Klemke who roll through the midfield have obviously got some size as well. And Jamison's such an imposing figure in the ruck. So this is going to be an enthralling contest. I think obviously match of the round out at Weldon, but there'll be there'll be certainly an eye being cast across Gore Hill on Saturday. I can tell you what if Ben Clemmy if Ben Clemkey came running at you for a for a for a hip and shoulder, he'd be bracing for impact. Because I tell you what, he put some damage on you. Over the Premier Division women's and there's a very very good game of football, North Shore and Inner West. What a game this is, and it's actually a big test for both clubs. I'd I'm really fascinated to see how North Shore. This is a very very good. In a West side, Mitchell Leeds got them playing great football and they've got so many damaging plays. It's going to be a big test for North Shore. It will be. And look, North Shore, have, uh, they're building a really imposing Premier Division women's program. Um, they've got some really solid players coming through their list, in, in particular players like Lucy Forrest, Zoe Harrell um, come to mind. Obviously, Dom Carruthers, another player, you know, uh, went out there on the field, is, is you know, one of the most outstanding players in the competition. You know, her ability to win the football, um, probably second to none in the competition, um, Ellie Carroll's played well and Kate Reynolds as well. So they've got a really solid team, North Shore. They're two and two. They'd probably expect to be better than that. Uh, and they're coming up against a, a really imposing team. Look, I think potentially the benchmark in the competition at the moment from what we've seen. Um, obviously, we get an opportunity to have a look at Manly this week as well. But having seen Inner West women's play a few times, um, they're thriving under the development of Mitch Eade, obviously, you know, we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago and he talked glowingly about the players he's got coming through and developing in their team. David, I noted on the weekend that Eilish Sheehan was best on ground again. Um, obviously, yeah. she put up a, a display um, unlike anything we've seen on Anzac Day in the women's competition. She absolutely dominated that contest. Yes, for Sam Zickman to say stop it not just once but twice in the same commentary. Let me tell you, Sam Zickman is not given to great superlatives and to say stop it a couple of times was indicative of the lights-out brilliant performance. And the only thing I can say about Ollie Shearing is that eventually clubs will figure out to come at her from her left side and see how she goes going a different direction. But at the moment, she's I've got no doubt that her spatial awareness is in the top three or four players in the competition. She just glides through traffic so easily. And Sam, finishing off a, a really exciting game for Camden in the Platinum Division. They've got Southern Power and should be a cracking game of football this one. Yeah, this is gonna this is match of the round from a Platinum Division standpoint, without doubt. And you know, obviously with with Stu on the coverage and you know, an opportunity for us to start diving now into Platinum with the Platinum competition up and running. These are the type of games that, that this competition is going to be built upon. And, you know, we talked about it in our preseason preview that the, the Platinum competition is going from strength to strength, obviously with uh, a quality club like Camden coming back into the competition to really test some of these powerhouse clubs from a Platinum level, such as Southern Power, you know, is exactly what we want to see. And as Stu alluded to before, that obviously with the two, games postponed in round one and two they came in with a really challenging draw Camden and it doesn't get any easier um, obviously they're going to get a home match against Southern Power but both teams coming in undefeated I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game shapes up there are a few names there that um, that you mentioned I'm really keen to see how Josh Edwards is going I was really mm -hmm. impressed to see that Ty Earl and kick three on the weekend um, 
which was nice. See Adam Story in the best, as was Jordan Bannister. So there's some some really impressive names and an opportunity for Camden to absolutely stamp their mark if they haven't already on the platinum competition this week. Um, Barton Lynch kicked three on the other side for Southern Power last week. So he's one that, that they're going to have to come up with a plan for. Um, Jackson Bailey's been in the best a few times, as is Josh Duncan. So plenty of good names on both sides of the field here. And David, I think whoever walks off the field victorious uh, off Fairfax on Saturday will certainly be the one to chase uh, down in the platinum competition on Saturday. Absolutely, Sam. Absolutely. And remember, of course, they've lost a couple of rounds. So every game at the moment is crucially important to get early points and early percentage on the board. Sam, um, AFL Sportscast and KO coverage at Weldon Oval at Curl Curl this week. 12.25 for the women's fixture, 2.25 for the men's. Should be a very good afternoon. Really intriguing. Can't wait to be there, actually. It's great being over. That's a good place to call football. You're right. They do look after us. And there are western places to be in Australia than the Northern Beaches on a lovely Saturday afternoon. So, look, thank you so much for your time, Sam, and also to Stu. Um, Sam, look forward to catching up with you in a, in a couple of weeks' time when we go through our next potty. Thanks, David. Thanks, Stu. On behalf of uh, Sam Zickman and Stuart Farnell, it's been our pleasure bringing you the Sam and the Big Man AFL Sydney podcast. Everybody out there, take care, enjoy your footy, be safe, and look after yourself. Bye for now.